0: design and creative thinking has been a very big problem for majority of the people right it's been a it's been more than 70 episodes and uh, we have we have discussed about more of creativity we have discussed about what is design thinking but this is slightly a blend of both design and creativity like how do you really cross this zone and think very freely right so to understand this particular thing we are having 10 different ways to improve your creativity also and let us discuss why creativity is very important first and how the understanding between a common people of creativity definition and as a designer is very different and it needs to be different also. Take a lot of notes and also this is going to be an actionable podcast where you can implement all these techniques immediately in your design process or in your organization wherever you're working so that you can see a 10x more productive growth. Okay, let's jump into this topic. Welcome to this Design for Change podcast. Thank you for staying, tuning in with me. And we've been journeying in this particular podcast for more than 70 episodes, which is like this is a 72nd 70 sec- 70 episode. And I have a very happy news for you that I'm blessed with a girl baby. And my wife just, she uh, delivered the baby three days before and both are in a perfect health. And I'm really happy and excited uh, to share this information across this community. As well as, uh, what you call, a lot of things really are a little bit changing in the life when you have a baby with you, right? When you are, when you are really, um, what you call, stepping ahead into a new part of the life, which is a father, which is a, a very good experience for me, a new user experience, kind of a feel for me, and I just thought of sharing with you. And now today we are going to understand how design and thinking is very important, how design and thinking is really misunderstood by many designers even. Okay, Let, Let's not talk about common designers, common people, because common people think creativity is something very different. But as a designer, we need to understand it's all about how you structure your work, how you structure your thinking, how you really uh, go into the process of understanding the user needs, right? So this particular podcast, what happens is it's going to have the reality of what is creativity and what is personal growth, okay? Because when it comes to this topic, people are wandering here and there. People don't know, is there a particular workbook or is there a particular template or a guide which a one can use to become creative. There is no such guide. This particular podcast is going to give you 10 different ways you can think about, but that's not the only way, right? So to enhance your skills or to have a professional seeking experience or or you need to become more creative in your mindset, this particular podcast is going to give you clarity for sure so have each and every point noted down because 10 different elements can be de- applied in different different segments of a project okay and when you are able to intersect with this what happens is you will be more innovative you will be more creative and what happen- what happens is definitely your design will be a success because when you are able to meet this it's going to be a master blaster. You cannot take only one element and apply and then you can tell like, I'll be applying this for all of my design problems. No, it doesn't work that way, okay? So the topic is exploring this creative thinking process and design thinking is not about aesthetics and design thinking or creativity is not only about focusing looks and feels. It's about incorporating the empathy, the ideas, the creativity, the process. So let's break that down. Design thinking involves empathization with the end user. What is the problem? How you can define that first? How you can ideate that? How we can make some prototypes and test it? This is a cyclic and iterative process, which goes for a lot of refinements, right? That's why it's called human centered approach. Why people follow human centered approaches? The design needs to follow the needs of a user and the user is always human, right? So that's the point. So what happens is how one can really understand the user, the perspective of the audience to shape the define, to shape the design better. So this is an iterative process. We all know it. So let the, let the uh, creativity flow. But the thing is, it needs to be more iterative. You should not expect like you are, you will apply a process and you will get the solution and then you will go back. That it's not the case. Sometimes it will be one time iterative, two times, three times. Sometimes it will be even 50 times iterative to get a very good solution. It's fine to do that. And you need to be prepared as a designer in terms of that mindset. Okay. So the 10 different techniques, what I'm going to be explaining you is actually the first technique is mind mapping okay so that whatever insights you're getting in this particular problem or you whenever you're ideating some solution please make sure you write it down or you draw some maps it could be very simple rough diagrams sketches and it's a visual representative aid for creating connections what happens is when you're able to connect some uh problem or maybe a different different solution or a different different thought process what you're having first of all you need to map it the reason why it is called Mind Map is, it is actually popularized by Tony Buzan. Okay, it's a, it's a visual tool which actually helps organize your thoughts. It starts with central concept, branching out and creating multiple interconnected ideas. So Tony Buzan was the one who first described it and people were able to use it in a more visual representative way. It's not just for creative field, it's for each and every field where people have a lot of ideas which is uh, hanging here and there thoughts which is not having proper clarity. So, people pen that down, people write it down, people draw some small sketches or put some boxes or put some circles or even rough figures to connect that. So, what happens is when you are able to make that connection, more creative ideas will pop up, more creative gaps will be bridged, more clear thought ideas will form. I'm pasting you in the resources column, guys, in this podcast, okay? You can go to Tony Buzan's official website and try to find how you can create your own mind map. It's a very simple tool. You can go to that website and do it, okay? So do not worry. This description is there available in the description of podcast, this link, hyperlink, okay? The second important technique is brainstorming session. We all know it. We would have, uh, you mean you would have understood in your organization or you would have done some brainstorming sessions in your college or organizations or wherever you studied, right? It's a diverse perspective enhanced ideation technique. Okay. So more ideas will be generated. Normally it is done in a cross functional teams or it's done inside the design teams. It's a collaborative group session where individuals and groups are free to share their ideas on a specific topic. Sometimes if you have a structured brainstorming session with the time limit the specific goal it goes in a more productive way many times it doesn't happen so people flow their ideas but nothing is taken care of there so it should be more uh, time constrained, it should be more goal specific and then what happens is you will get an end objective. Way. The synergy of different perspectives often leads to innovative ideas that is the idea behind this brainstorming When different mind comes. The different brain comes automatically you do it there is a resource which i pasted called Harvard Business Review the power of brainstorming they have written so you can read and improve that particular insight and knowledge about it okay so the third very important technique is cramper s-c-a-m-p-e-r which stands for s yes is substitute c is combined a is adapt m is modified and p is put to another use eliminate is e r is reverse this is a beautiful tool, guys. It's a very systematic approach of modifying your ideas. Like, let's say if you have ideas, if you have more ideas, or if you have selected one or two ideas, you can apply this cramper method. Okay. You can write a C A M P E R. And what you can do is you can try to use substitution method, which is yes. Okay. You can try to use, okay, can I use this technique? Can I use, uh, for solving this problem? Like, let's say if you're designing some kind of a shelf or a, or a furniture. So, can I use my, my chair as a table that's called substitution right or can i use my table as a chair vice versa so this is called substitution what happens is many times you will find creative ideas combine how i can combine my chair and table and make a very good different unique furniture yeah i'm taking chair and table as an example but it is applied for anything adapt how i can adapt this particular chair table for using as a dinner table as well yeah you can make that provision and you can give some provision in the bottom so that the table can expand maybe the chair can become one or two pieces so that more people can sit or like a bench so you can modify that and you can put to another use as well right see Scamper method will trigger your creativity in a different directions so that you can use it okay so how do you eliminate that so e stands for eliminate right so how you can eliminate like let's say if your table is split half into uh, two you can eliminate one part and one part can be pretty much enough to solve your needs of your user. Maybe your user is a individual user. He is living in uh, like a bachelor's life. He doesn't have a family. So you are catering for a bachelor's life furniture, which is more towards one or two people sitting, right? See, by eliminating also, you can serve a market. And the R, which is last, is reverse. This is a beautiful technique, guys. You know what? Many times, you will not find the answers in a direct way. That is why reverse technique uses. Like let's say, if your user is using the furniture or if your user is using a table and chair for a specific purpose, which is dinner, and then they are uh, relaxing and then they are, uh, uh, what do you call, sometimes they are laying down and then taking a short nap. Think in the other way. Without this table, what my user will do? Or maybe my user is using this for a different purpose. Like let's say, uh, if you you completely ulta this table, or maybe if you completely reverse this table, what will happen? If I completely reverse this table, my user will not be able to sit. My user will not be able to lie down. His functionality is not fixed. But what happens is if you put it in the reverse way, it will form as a cloth hanger. It will form as a different aid. Like let's say you can put it in a uh, corner of your room and then you can stack things over there, right? Yeah, when when you reverse the table, you can stack a lot of things. Like let's say if you are putting a Uh, Storage room, or if you are putting any kind of a waste uh, storage room, or maybe if you are using a uh, multiple boxes as a stack in storage, you can ultra this table and you can put a lot of boxes on top of it, right? Okay. Of course, that's not the real purpose of buying that product, but something else will emerge at the end. You don't have to necessarily use your table as a, a storage shelf, but you can design a storage in the form of table, which can become altogether a different product, solving different needs, solving different market. It could be. Sometimes it can even solve your customer problem also. So the reverse technique works majority of the time. And I purposefully used this guys. This is a beautiful technique. A lot of people don't use their uh, neurons or the brain pattern to think in this way. This is a big problem. When you're able to rewire yourself to think in a reverse way, you tend to become more creative using your proportionality in a different way. Right? So I've taken an example of a table but you can use this technique for anything literally anything if you're designing a mouse if you're designing a a car if you're designing a mic or if you're designing any kind of a product even a digital product you can use this reverse technique to think how you can really stretch it this is the uh, technique which is called scamper S-C-A-M-P-E-R. i've pasted some mind maps and technique for scamper tools in the description you can use that for thinking okay slightly i've gone deeper because this third Ideation technique Scramper is a very beautiful, important technique. The fourth important creative ideation is Six Thinking Hats. This is very good empathy tool. This was first designed by Edward D. Bono, and I pasted his official website link. Also, you can use Six Thinking Hat. So, the Six Thinking Hat. What normally happens is it gives you a different perspective. It gives you well-rounded ideas. You know what Six Thinking Hat method develops some metaphorical thinking. Some like let's say it will foster your creativity. In a more different way it's like wearing different different hats like let's say if you are having a different emotion or if you are having a different kind of a mindset or if you are having one different idea but how you can really think for different users like let's say I'll tell you the different hats okay like let's say a white hat maybe six uh, six hats we will have we'll have a white hat so think about facts think about stats think about data okay and how you can use this for your research how do you can use this for your ideas okay red color hat let's go over the second hat which is feelings think about how your user will really hunch this how they will feel how they will intuitively think about judge or prejudge this product green hat third hat which is creativity how you can bring more creative to your ideas fourth is positivity yellow color you can use optimal design you can use a very pessimistic optimistic kind of a design fifth is analysis how you can use your stat data analysis and needs of a user and analyze that and synthesize more effectively to manage the process better and each hat when you wear it guys you need to think like that guy that is the point of using this if you are not able to uh, what you call think in this way it's not good to follow this technique because this whole idea of following this particular hat is if you wear a hat of positivity or a creativity or a feelings or a fact you need to think like that way only then only this technique will make a lot of sense for you okay and you can use judgment hand which is a black color spot the difficulties find the dangers question the real uh need of this thing be a critical guy and check the feasibility of how it can really help the people and when you do this guys what happens is many times you will find a rational ideology behind your concepts you will not be biased and you will be more open and receptive towards others ideas as well this is the most powerful technique when you use it many big organizations and design thinking studios use this six thinking hats okay the fifth idea which i would say is first connection so linking unrelated concepts like for novel ideas so what happens is this encourages combination of unrelated concepts into generating something fresh ideas this is actually a uh, what do you call it? this challenge individually individually uh, breaks down a kind of conventional thinking like let's say if somebody is thinking very conventional they are not able to uh, think out of the thing so this kind of a forced connection will discover more innovative patterns more innovative way of solving this problem you know what IDEO uses this technique forced connection which is called IDEO U I pasted the link you can check out that because many times we will be rigid that is why we need to little bit force ourselves out of the system to find more creative ideas and the sixth technique. Is some of the funniest one. Worst possible idea. So this encourages thinking beyond conventional limits. Many people will be biased and many people will not be confident. Many people will be a little bit scared also, right? What if this idea is not good, uh, not up to the mark and what if people tell, that's why this is really good. You know what? TED Talks emphasizes considering the worst possible idea as a creative exercise. This technique challenges individuals to really explore many unconventional methods and extreme solution, often leading to unexpected breakthroughs. Like you might be thinking this is a worst idea. You know what? When you take that worst idea and put it in a board and ask a team to brainstorm an idea it a lot of beautiful creative ideas will come. But on the first go, it will not sound like a good idea. This is the power of using this technique, guys. Okay, utilize this. There is a good TED talk, which is I put the resource here. You can watch it out that worst possible idea technique. Okay. The seventh is reverse thinking. We have slightly discovered this reverse thinking in Scramper way, but let me take it a little deeper. Flipping your problems to find alternative solution. Same like I told you for table as a Ulta table for storing some devices, storing some exercise, or even you can use the legs of your table to even exercise. You can use that as a pull up or push up bar. So. It could be like that. It could be alternatively thinking in a reverse way so that reverse thinking involves reversing the problem statement to uncover a very different perspective, a very new innovative thought process, which encourages out of box thinking. I posted a link called creativity post. You can use that. Okay. The eighth different technique, the eighth ideation technique is random word technique. You can name any kind of a random keyword and This is a very beautiful technique. What happens is you can choose a metaphor or you can choose a random keyword around the particular problem statement what you're looking. It will stimulate different ideas through unrelated word prompts. Okay. So, Creativity Game explores this random word technique which involves introducing random words as a prompt. What happens is it will stimulate a different word. Like let's say if you're solving a shelter problem, like let's say if you're building a house, you can put keywords like ant, you can put keywords like snake, you can put keywords like rabbit which might seem random. But you can think about ant, how does ant really find out shelter? You know what ant shelter is capable of withstanding two temperatures, extreme hot as well as extreme cold. How do the ants really build that? If you go and find out that automatically you can implement that technique as well in your particular project, right? So you don't have to be uh, using your brain so much of times, many times you can use this particular technique to crossword this ideation and find out ideas from something else like let's say i told you for ant you can use for rabbit how does the rabbit furrow works sometimes many sometimes the ideation will not come in a particular word you can leave that you can go for the other word and you can find out that it's a very cool technique many times it helps i pasted a resource called creativity games you can click out that okay so the ninth important technique is storyboarding this is a beautiful technique which film creators animators do lot of visual designers as well do so you can create a visual narrative to explore the ideas you know what Nielsen norman group provides an insight into storyboarding basics this method uses visual narratives to explore and communicate your ideas in a more particular valuable insight way so when you're able to map your thinking for different different user needs you can map out the different user experience and the journey for your user you know what when you're able to do this properly through a story narrative you will find more relevant and meaningful solutions for your problem, what you are looking for. People really don't understand this. That is a big problem and they really face this challenge okay so the last technique is scramper technique we are discussing this again because systematic approach to modifying your ideas there are mind mapping tools and there are brainstorming techniques which we discussed so use this into your scramper that is why i have discussed this point again okay so use these techniques into a scramper information so that this method prompts individuals to ask specific questions about existing ideas how i can subtract it how i can Eliminate this how I can reverse this how I can put to a different use how I can make an alternate use how I can modify this use When you are able to expand this scramper world of your ideas and the brainstorming techniques Whatever you used, you know what more exciting ideas will come It will foster your system in a more explorative way for potential improvements in your existing technique itself I have used I have pasted a mind mapping tool. You can find it out that place. Okay, so according to a study did by McKinsey companies that prioritize design thinking and have and have a creative techniques of ideation of any one of the 10 techniques whatever we have discussed you know what they are having 32 percentage increase in their revenue growth compared to their competitors immediate peers right so imagine guys it's not just a story it's not just a uh, what do you call techniques it's been proven and mckinsey is one of the big consulting organizations which take data and stats in a more realistic way. So they are saying 32% higher revenue growth happens when you apply design thinking. That's a great deal, right? So why don't we use this any of the technique for our different needs of the problem? So the concept of design thinking gained really more popularity through Stanford Design D School, where it was formalized as a methodology of innovative problem solving, but we can use that, right? So it doesn't matter where it comes from. So you can read about role of empathy in design thinking. You can read about integrating this design thinking into organization culture. You can find real time world applications in design thinking and you can really refine your thought process in a more structured way. So when you're able to do this guys, you know what? People really give you a lot of projects. People give you a lot of opportunities. People give you a lot of light when you are able to bring this kind of a different perspective to thinking and solving problem. So don't just be a normal guy. Who's very rigid? I'll only make some ideas and then I'll close the project. Be open, be honest, be genuine, and use any of this technique based on the problem statement, and you'll see a surge in your growth. Okay? So thank you so much, guys, and I hope this podcast would have helped you giving different creative ideas. And if you need my support in guiding and mentoring, and if you wanted to learn more of this, like if you want to really have an accountability to develop this kind of an ideas, like in our session. In our mentoring program, we used to do 2 hours of ideation, we used to do 1.5 hours of non-stop ideation where people generate more than 100 plus ideas each and every individual. So if you wanted that kind of a support in helping you to become more creative and make your salaries 2x, 3x growth in design, and if you are jumping from a graphic designer to a product designer, and if you wanted to come from a different background to design, please take my mentorship support so that you can accelerate your learning process and become successful. you. You can write to that email or send a hi, and you can even send a description to this podcast. We'll be reaching out to you, okay? So thank you so much, guys. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Subscribe and uh, get notified for further episodes and if you find this valuable give me your best rating in spotify and apple thank you so much guys take care bye bye all the best